see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fine. They have each other's bags when the day is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. Hello. I'm a little concerned about tonight's episode. <laughs> Why are you concerned? Because uh, I was uh, I was watching you, you know, in the program guide. Mm-hmm. Not only is there a lot of Latoya stuff. Uh huh. It's mostly stuff that generally you don't like talking about. It is. It is. Um, those are things that were on my mind and that I'd read articles on. And so I was like, I figured we wouldn't necessarily get to everything. But unlike last week where I didn't prepare, this week I figured I would at least over prepare <laughs> to make up for it. So it's just like last week, you know, it was so successful. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, I mean, ratings through the roof. Um, you don't even have access to our ratings. What are you talking about? I'm just surprised that you'd want to mix it up, especially on the season finale. Well, because it's the season finale, I need to come prepared. Yeah, I just didn't know this is how you wanted to go out. You know, whatever. Pomodoro and your Nike and your. Anyway, so welcome to the season ender. Uh, what is it? Uh, season of season ten. It's episode twelve. Of in the stacks with Barry and Latoya, so yeah, we have a full show today. Um, I actually my normal meeting that would follow this time slot uh, got canceled, so you know I theoretically we could go on for a while, but um, we'll go ahead and try and keep it to our one hour to one hour and fifteen minutes ish time block. But I'll go ahead and start with you and agree with the first thing that you're going to mention. Yeah, I'm tired. Um, you know, I uh, obviously I've been working because uh, I'm teaching from home still. Mm -hmm. um, grading stuff for Risa, my second job. I finished a novel and finished a short story. And now I'm trying to add a second story to this mummy anthology. So that's like my third job. And then uh, you take care of my mom every day. Uh, yep, that's true. So that is the big change. Because I think with the other stuff, you would be able to handle it without much of an issue. But now you've got the added pressure of of taking care of your mom as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it feels like every day I'm going back and forth to her house and going grocery shopping. And oh, so she's at home now. She's she's with me. Oh, okay. I thought you. Okay, sorry. I'm, but I'm going to get stuff from her house. You know? Oh, okay, okay. So, so yeah. she's slowly moving in, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just tired. I mean, all day today, I could, I could close my eyes right now and go to sleep. I've had like one of those uh, migraines all day. Mm -hmm. So I took, I took four Advil earlier. Oof. Okay. Started feeling better, but uh, now the headache's back again. So I just took four more. 
That's it, not good. You're going to OD on that stuff. Uh, you have to take more than that. Yeah, but you're not supposed to take so um, many in such a short span of time. I know the I know the, my limits. Oh Lord, okay. I know All my right. limits. Yeah. Well, somebody needs to be watching you or taking care of you since you're just popping pills left and right. You don't have the resilience like I do. Okay, so because <laughs> you know I will pop pills any I I pop many pills a day. So, um, but yeah, you're not supposed to be taking so many. Yeah. But and, uh, I, I get it. <laughs> as often I have to, I have turned to uh, to Hitler for. Uh, <laughs> for Great segue there. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I'm reading a book called Hitler's Monsters, and uh, it's a it's a very very um, you know it's all about the 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 Nazi obsession with the occult and the supernatural, and. Um, Typically, have you already read this book? Well, I've read many books on the same subject. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, that must be it because I'm like, well, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and typically, when you read these, they tend to be kind of lurid and kind of loosey goosey when it comes to uh, research, you know. But uh, now this one is very scholar. Um, you know, I've been reading about four or five pages in it a night. Mm -hmm. The last read before I go to bed, it's knocked me right out. Um, it's. Uh, it borders on dry. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like that kind of stuff. It's obviously written by a college professor mm -hmm. who has his um, his tenure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, and but if you weren't already in love, or uh, I use it loosely, in love with the subject matter, you would probably have put the book down a long time ago. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's. Okay. it's not badly written but it's certainly not you know if you're not already interested in the subject matter i don't think this would catch your attention right but uh you know i've read so much stuff about the uh, the german people in that time and everything but for some reason until like about a year ago i was unfamiliar with this one theory and i'm not going to go into details on it it's just crazy ass theory uh this okay. thing been called the world ice theory which okay. basically held that um, space is basically frozen and that at some point these huge blocks of ice crashed into the earth forming our the crust um, you know around the earth's core and the moon is basically a block of ice and all this kind of thing right okay which none of that makes sense but all right yeah and and, and none of it makes sense anyway because the, right. the guy who came up with it even though he called himself a scientist got this whole notion in a dream right <laughs> okay dream and then he proceeded to like work up all these theories around it and a lot of people in the nazi hierarchy uh they kind of embraced it and up until like a year or two ago i was unfamiliar with this world ice theory um <laughs> it just didn't show up in any of the things i've been reading right yeah it's like a mandela effect or something but but you know how sometimes when you hear a word and it's for the first time and then suddenly you like hear it everywhere yeah all right. Well, it's like that. It's like the last two, th two or three books I've read about, you know, the Nazis, uh, World Ice Theory. He's popping up, right? And um, so they're talking about it again at length in this one. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and I've gone to Amazon to try and find, you know, is there just a book on World Ice Theory? Because it just sounds crazy as. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a Scientology kind of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, but no, I can't find one. Um, I wow. just keep talking about it, you know, very broadly 
Um, I mean, it just makes no sense to me. I don't get. Well, I mean, even in your brief um, description of it, it made no sense. I'm like, wait a second, what? How did no. ice hit the core? So what? The, it was just the core and the ice hitting it. How did that even form dirt? And anyway, it just yeah, that takes my brain in places I don't need it to go. Yeah, yeah, and and so I'm like, it sounds so crazy, right? That um, you know, I'm I'm curious about it, right? I mean, I'm like. I like, I like to, I'd like to read something where they just really in depth tried to explain this to me. Um, and and what's, what's funny to me, I know it, it will probably tick off <laughs> some people. It's about as outlandish as the story of, you know, God and creation and all that stuff. It just makes true. no sense to me. True. Well, so, um, hmm. yeah. So he got this vision in 1894. Okay. They told him that ice was the basic substance of all cosmic processes. Mm-hmm. All the moons, all the planets, even the global ether are all made of ice. Right? And so supposedly at the beginning, there was a gigantic star into which a smaller, dead, waterlogged star fell. The impact caused a huge explosion that flung fragments of the smaller ice star out into interstellar space where the water condensed and froze into giant blocks of ice. A ring of such blocks formed what we now call the Milky Way, as well as a number of solar systems, among which was our own. But it, it fails to explain so much. I mean, it, it makes no sense. It literally makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. And it's so crazy, but there were so many people in Germany who did embrace it. Because I'm like, water doesn't combust. Yeah. So... Anyway, yeah, wow. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I have been mildly interested in the Nazi stuff. I mean, you love it. You know, I always say you're a Nazi lover. But well, um, I know, I know you. I always feel like I have to explain. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not that I love the Nazis, right? But it is, um, part of it is, is research. I use them in my novels. Right, lot. exactly. And also, I find it just fascinating and up until current political things, I felt like I just never understood how people let this happen. Very true. So and how true. otherwise sensible people would support this kind of thing. But now that we live in a society that I think feels very much like Germany in the 1930s, uh, I, I feel like it's, it's less fascinating to me in some ways. Uh, because I see it all around me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, I'm not one of those people who just goes around saying, oh, you know, he's just like Hitler, right? Or anything like that, right? Because Trump yet so far has not killed, you know, an entire group of people. He's not tried to commit genocide yet, right? Yet, being the there are just word. so many things about how he runs propaganda, so mm-hmm. many things that he preys upon that is so similar so he's literally taking a, a page or a couple chapters out of the book <laughs> of, of the Nazi movement. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, my, my quote unquote favorite Nazi, uh, Joseph, <laughs> you know, the, was, was it a, Goebbels or something? Yeah, Goebbels, yeah. See, I remember. <laughs> yeah, he was in charge of propaganda. He mm-hmm. said, you know, the, 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 the thing is, is, you know, you just pick the biggest lie you can and you just keep repeating it until it becomes fact. Right. Trump does that all the time. Yes, he does. 
I mean, he just says things that make no sense. But he just <laughs> again and again until people just, they just let it go. You know? And I approve of what you just did. I just moved it. <laughs> I'm going to put something else up there. <laughs> Deleted. Like, text. <laughs> Well, I'm like, well, since you're all in depth right now about the Nazi stuff, I figured I should just be better and make my portion of this segment lighter (laughs) and put the heavier stuff a little bit further down. (laughs) I I was about to wrap up. No, you're fine. I am reading Hitler's Monsters. It has been interesting. Um, uh, You know, right before it, I finished off what I thought was one of the best Star Wars novels I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called Kenobi. It was just all about Obi-Wan Kenobi right after he drops off Luke in the desert and, you know, him kind of hanging out in the desert and stuff. And uh, it was very good. And it had a lot of interesting things about the the uh, Tuscan Sand Raiders who I had never given a damn about. Right. Uh, but it was pretty interesting about their society. That's really cool. I saw briefly, because, I mean, again, you know I don't enjoy being on Facebook because it's a huge time suck. Um, I did happen to scroll through and saw that you and was it Richard Sanders had shared something about what is it an uh, an artist who came out of retirement to do a James new Starling? series? Yeah, no, it's not, yeah, yeah. I guess. Can you talk yeah. a little bit more about that? Because I mean, the fact that it was cross it was posted shared by the two of you guys. I was just curious. I didn't have the time to look at the <laughs> the article. But why is this um, really important? Jim Starlin is a, a classic comic book artist and writer. He's the guy who created Thanos. Oh, okay. He created Gamora. Wow. You know, so he's he's done a lot of things uh, in comics. And one of the things he did in the 80s was this series called Dreadstar. That mm-hmm. was like, he didn't do it for Marvel like, you know, Thanos and Gamora was. He did it on his own. He owned it. And um, so he's been retired for a little while, at least as an artist. He's mm-hmm. just been in the past few years and um he's coming out of retirement um he's got a kickstarter up for people to support him um to basically do a 100 page graphic novel uh called dread star returns and i'm Uh, guessing that you guys are salivating at the idea of him doing that yeah i mean i'd like to read it i'm not gonna donate to it oh well (laughs) i'll buy it if it comes out for sale you could at least donate like five dollars or something I've never donated anything to any Kickstarter. Um, mm. I mean, I will buy the product once it's out. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. And it's like, you know, a lot of people told me I should do Kickstarters. And um, and it just feels weird to me. It's like, I don't know. I'm not what sure. What is your crowdfunding? I'm not sure that I should pay your creation costs. I would like to buy the product you know um, but i mean you you look at it on the flip side you're paying that part you're basically saying yes i'm interested please develop it and here's what yeah use the money to develop it because you don't do it for free i shared the link that shows i'm interested oh my gosh (laughs) so you're mildly interested if you're committed to it you would donate and say look it's important to get off the ground okay whatever I mean, even if Robbie came out and said, hey, you know, if you guys give me enough money, I'll let out an album this year. I'd be like, sounds like blackmail or something. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't look, I don't see it that way. Pay you up front. I mean. 
that's just weird, you know? It uh, is, but I mean, you know, fans will, you know, support it. So I think that for him, I mean, obviously I don't know how much he's already raised on it, but um, I would think if there's enough interest out there, enough committed fans unlike you, um, that they'll donate for it to happen. And like I said, you don't have to, we all know people don't have money right now. I would be like, okay, I, I could, I think I can spare $5. And I know that typically you're supposed to get the money back if it doesn't mm-hmm. yeah, reach his goals or whatever. But I, I've known many people who've told me that they never got, you know, their pledge things that they were promised, you know, cause generally you get little, you know, items, you know, right. every levels. Um, yeah. and I know. Uh, uh, but see, but $5, if you never got that back, I think you'd be okay with it. I mean, have you look, I haven't even looked at it. It's $5 a level? I don't know. I would think that he, can, <laughs> he can't discriminate about getting something. Yeah, I wouldn't know how much his Kickstarter is. Yeah. So Michael Buble elbowed his wife. Why are you stealing from my section? It is not even on your list. You're done talking. You're done. I, I will say I'm. I, I think it's curious you put it on your list because I read an article about it and I kept trying to find the video where it happened. Mm-hmm. But I, the only video they had linked was like all 24 minutes of it, and it's like hell. I'm not gonna. Look yeah, I, I didn't watch any of it. But I just want to see the, the the moment they are talking about. So right now the the whole thing is that he's being lambasted for treating his wife cruelly um on they've made some instagram live posts i guess and so i think in one case he'd elbowed her and then another one he was like standing behind her authoritatively um and another he was saying something about you know you're late you're dead to me and so i mean while i have not watched the content i was just reading it i'm like do people not these people must not be people who have like generally follow him because i'm like if you've seen him him in concert or any of his other stuff he's appeared on he's that kind of person like he's not doing it in a mean way or mean spirited way it, I, I don't know i was i was annoyed but not so much so to then watch it to be like oh yeah you know i didn't want to jump on the bandwagon i'm like look we all do stuff especially with our spouse um that depending on how well you know the person may seem a bit odd (laughs) so so yeah i i'm like i don't think it's i'm not i don't feel like it's true in the sense that oh he's deliberately hurting his wife or there's any abuse or anything like that i just think that people need to stop being so fucking hyper vigilant about so many things you know it's like you know it was nothing like that right And again, no, I've not watched it, but I have, you know, I've been to his concerts. I've watched other things that he's been on. And again, he is, that is who he is as a person. And I don't think we've really described what supposedly happened. Um, what, I, what, I, what I read was they're sitting next to each other. And at some point he elbows her hard enough that it knocks her out of camera frame. Mm-hmm. And then she yeah, that, that was one of, yeah. Yeah, and supposedly they both look surprised when it happens, and she comes back and he hugs her, is what I heard. 
Yeah, but I'd, I'd explain a couple other things where they're talking about, you know, what he has said to her on camera and the mm-hmm. whole one, like, she was issuing. Because I think they've had, like, three different – he she, – she has issued a statement, he has issued a statement, and the publicist has issued a statement. And it's like, you know, nothing was – there was nothing that should have caused this kind of alarm. And again, based on the things I've read and understanding that the way we are with the people that we're closest to, it might not always seem PC, but it's not something to lose your, you know, lose your shit about. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in seeing what they, they were talking about because I'm sure it'll just piss me off even more. So yeah, I, I think people just need to calm the fuck down. Aside from my one attempt to look at it, I mean, I haven't gone back you know, any other time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, there was, um, what's his name? Ezra Miller. Are you familiar with him? Sounds familiar. He, well, he played um, The Flash in that awful uh, Justice League movie. And Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, and I have not seen this footage either, but, you know, he was released from his Flash contract, and people are saying his career is going to be over because there's some video out of him choking some woman. Oh, really? Because, I mean, yeah, I do I do like him. I've seen him in others. Oh, and yeah, he was, I remember him specifically from Fantastic Beasts. Um, That's right, he, he was in that. Yeah, he yeah. was the one that ha- that was the really, really powerful one. And anyway, yeah, yeah so that's where I remember him more from. Job in huh? Yeah. He did a pretty decent job in that. Yeah, he did, he did. Um, but I haven't seen, so I do see some stuff um, that is recent. The mm-hmm. most recent of which includes headlines like Ezra Miller rep- reportedly trying to get Disney to give him a Star Wars role. Um, yeah, the last headline I saw earlier today was like, you know, that he pleaded for forgiveness and wanted to save his career or something. But I haven't seen the footage, so I don't know how. You know. Every time I see him, he kind of reminds me of a Jimmy Fallon, Justin Long-esque look to me um but yeah i mean when they variety posted the article about it headline ezra miller appears to choke woman in video and but that was back on april 6th i mean i didn't i hadn't even i didn't know about it (laughs) so no reason i really know about is i have certain friends who are like obsessed with those dc movies mm -hmm. and you know they they were talking about it um but i mean i do see the headline that uh, see X-Men star Lucas Till replace Ezra Miller as the, fra- as the Flash. Yeah. And what they ought to do is just get Grant Austin, what's his name, Grant Austin from the TV show? I know, and he, him do it. He's like the perfect Flash. Right. I mean, I stopped watching the series, but to me, he is Flash. He is the Flash. So, right. um, yeah, I always, and I mean, I understand the whys behind it, but I do hate when it's like, on if they if a person's really made a name for themselves in that character on TV or movies that when they flip it they don't necessarily contract them to do it on the other side. So um, and I know they don't want to necessarily stick with that continuity or mm-hmm. what I think would expect them to if he's in it obviously. But still, why not stick to that continuity? I mean just make a damn flash movie. So it's a oh it was a woman at an Iceland bar. There's clips of it. There's a 26-second clip and a 58-second one on the ones on TMZ, 
and yeah, which is the one I'd probably watch. And then <laughs> since they like the salacious, and then the other one's on page six. So, um, hmm. Well, that's sad, but yeah, I mean, again, I'm not jumping to any conclusions until I I should probably watch that because I, you know, I've only seen him on the screen in a in a more formal sense. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, for all I know, maybe she deserved it. <laughs> or I mean, they could have been messing around. That's just it. Like, I mean, I again, I don't know why people are so much like it's 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 funny to me because society now is so much the rules and the things that people accept are so much more fluid than it used to be but yet when people start to hang on to these little things and make sometimes to me make them bigger than they really are it's like do you have nothing else to do with your time yeah so i mean if if um if michael buble and his wife are cutting up you know please do not immediately think that she's in a, an abusive relationship I mean, it's like, again, people do stuff. It's, you know, even something as like the whole choking somebody out, it could have been done in jest. And I mean, I know that that's offensive to some people, but again, I'm like, you know what? If both parties are fine with whatever and they're just messing around, knock yourself out. Some couples enjoy roughhousing, you know, mm -hmm. how they, they play, you know, so. Yep. So very true. So yeah, don't immediately jump to <laughs> any conclusions on um, regarding what's actually happening. Yeah. So I'm looking right now, since it says it's 26 seconds, I'm looking at the video. Oh, okay. Oh, please. No. <laughs> I, no, I'm not, I wouldn't take, like if you saw the TMZ one, it looks huh. like they could have totally been like it was just a setup kind of thing, and even huh. so, like if you watch it, it I'm gonna send you the link. But it no, no, I'm not buying. If I mean oh. again, people are just jumping on like, oh my gosh, this happened. It's it's like they don't look at it in terms of the context. It's always just oh well, he strangled someone. All right, well were they playing around? Was it a gag? Was it you know? Well, it's probably a case where uh, Warner Brothers wanted to get rid of him, and then they, <laughs> there you go. They're like, like "Oh, hell yes, this is it." You know, we got our excuse. But yeah, if you see the the clip, it's like, no, uh, uh, -uh. So the other thing that's been huge, which you shared with me, and I have since put on Facebook and that kind of thing, is the hashtag Obama Commencement 2020. When you told me about it, and I looked at the person who, who had posted on Twitter, and I read some of the actual replies and all that kind of stuff, I was like, you know, the things people were saying, even in them just saying it brought calm. They're like, you know, many people were, were saying, you know, it, it would be great for Obama to come back and just even provide, you know, because when he talks to you, there is a sense of calm and ration, you know, reason, rationale, when he talks to you, it just, it somehow makes everything better, even if it doesn't. I mean, there's a, he has kind of a magic touch. He's very, very sociable. Um, and since there is going to be no proms and graduations, at least not in the conventional sense this year, that having um, Obama give a commencement speech basically for the nation, uh, for the class of 2020, would be something that one person on Twitter said, oh, this would like break all sorts of 
records. And I'm like, hell yeah, because I mean, hell, I'm not graduating 2020, but if that was to happen, I would watch in, you know, in real time. I would not, you know, wait to see it on, you know, YouTube or something. I would stop whatever the hell I was doing (laughs) during that time and I would just tune into it. So whether it be him or even Michelle or, you know, both speaking, man, that would, ooh, that would be very uplifting. (laughs) So, Yeah. And I, you know, they, one of the local um, news stations posted the article on uh, their website today, the Facebook site. Mm -hmm. Of course, you know, I responded, even though I knew I shouldn't. And I said, you know, know, he's still my president. Yep. Certainly miss his intelligence and his eloquence. And, uh, did that bring the, uh, the Trumpers after me? Oh gosh. Yes. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. So yeah, there are people who are, you know, saying that there was, there was no help for me. Um, somebody said, Oh, bum nuts. Isn't the person in the white house. He has no intelligence or eloquence. You are beyond help. Um, somebody else uh, posted a picture of the stimulus checks. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a, a box on it that says, you know, Donald Trump is my president, get $1,200. Donald Trump is not my president, get zero. At which point I replied to that and said, you know, he's just paying me back some of the tax money I spent for him to go golfing at that resort he owns. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are lots of people, uh, you know, saying rude things to me. Well, and I mean, yeah, it's to be expected. You saw I made a post on on Facebook, but I wasn't, you know, I just, I think I had a very short line to say, you know, let's get political. And I just put it out there with a picture. People, I mean, they don't, people don't have to comment. They don't have to do anything. I'm not trying to engage anyone in this huge conversation about it, but I felt frustrated because after I'd posted and stuff and then I was just scrolling through Facebook and I saw, you know, you and I have talked about how we, how we realize based on people's posts, who we were friends with, whether it be in real life or whatever, that it's like, what the hell is wrong with this person? And then it makes you really think about that person. It's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. So a friend of mine who I grew up with at, um, at our family church and stuff, had posted on their Facebook the article by the New York Post that said Trump says coronavirus epidemic has peaked. Some states will reopen before May 1st. To which that person said, I am so happy about this. I cannot wait for our state to reopen. And it's like, look, if you're getting your medical news from Trump, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, I mean, he can he can wish whatever he can say, whatever. But like many other politicians have said where he's like, you know, oh, we're going to reopen the, the, the U.S. on May 1st. You know, the governors are like, uh, no, you need, to, you need to back that up. We're the ones who are kind of controlling how the states are functioning or not functioning during this time. And you saying everybody's supposed to get back to normal on May 1st or whatever date he pulls out of his butt. No, no. I don't think it has peaked, to be honest. I mean, it goes through waves. I think we've seen a peak, but I don't think it's peaked yet as far as Corona. So yeah. Yeah. even if it hasn't, I don't think anyone should take that chance um, exactly. until there is some, some sort of solution in the air as far as being able to treat it effectively. 
Because I mean, there are people who, it's just surprising to me that there, there are people who will just die from it. And then on the other side of the spectrum are people who are asymptomatic and don't even really realize that they have it, you know? Right. So, so I'm like, until there is a way to just treat everybody, <laughs> um, or that we've done more, more safety measures to ensure that if people return to work, that they aren't going to necessarily, you know, if they go, you know, run into someone who may have it, that they'll immediately get it. Um, I think that it's, it is quite possible that this epidemic could run through the rest of the year. Um, but I mean, you know, that's obviously just my opinion. Right. So, so yeah. So um, please do not take medical advice from the president, especially when or the president us. is Trump. Huh? I said, or from us. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to take it from us, cool. I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> this is, this is our point of view. It's not, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's certainly not like set in stone, but it's just the yeah. way I feel about stuff, you know, sure. in, in the hopes that just even something as simple as, you know, when I joke about, oh, you're a Nazi lover, that someone's not going to take that in the wrong context, you know? Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever. So let's go on to something that's a little bit more interesting for the geeks out there. I love office productivity software. And I have found that, well, I just love productivity stuff. So if you can find ways to be more efficient, um, I'm all for it. I read a book, or I'm not finished fully with the book itself, but I practice um, using the Pomodoro technique. So basically what that means is that you work in segments. So you do 25 minutes of work, and then you get five-minute break, at which time you need to leave the desk, do whatever else, but you need to get away and stop thinking about work. So then you do another 25 and a five, another 25 and a five, and oh, then see, 25. I, that, I do it in reverse. No, and 25 and then five. 15. Now I work um, for five and then I take 25 minutes. Away <laughs> and I work for five. No. Five minutes away. That's how I maintain but, my mental health. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's meant to, because the thing is that so many of us, especially for the individuals who work behind a computer all day, we will be parked in front of the computer for hours on end. Well, it doesn't help you um, in the way of, you know, well, any meaningful way to just sit there and be behind the screen for that long. This encourages you to, you know, you'll have your, your, um, your block of intense focus time and then you walk away from it for five minutes. So like, you know, again, you do four rotations and then after the fourth of the Pomodoro, you get a 15 minute break. Um, and then you start over. And so you can like set your goals for how many Pomodoro you want to, or Pomodori, you know, plural, um, that you want to complete in the day. Um, I, ha I use a system that is actually free to use online, um, pomodoro-tracker.com. If you have a Mac, you can buy the um, app, which is like $2.99. And it allows you to, what I've done with the integrations is, so I, of course, put all my stuff, all my tasks, all that stuff lives in ClickUp. Previously, I used Asana. Well, I've stopped using um, Zapier, Zapier, however you want to pronounce it, um, because they got expensive and I was just frustrated with them. So Pomodoro Tracker actually has an integration with Google. So ClickUp has a, a 
Google Calendar integration, and I can feed all of my tasks from my ClickUp to Google Calendar. So I created a specific calendar for all of that stuff. And then I've connected that calendar to my Pomodoro tracker. And so it basically pulls in everything that you have set on your calendar to do for the day. You can reorganize them in whatever way you want and set however many Pomodoros do you think it'll take to complete the task. And what's really great is when you've mapped out your day, it will tell you basically what time of the office you, what time of the day you'll be out of the office. And so you can make adjustments based on that. So like right now I'm looking at my screen. I know that, and like, as you and I are doing the show, it's keeping up in real time. So it sees that I'm not making movement. So it, it auto adjusts all of the time based on what time it is right now. So it has been extremely helpful. Um, and I, as far as that actual integration, the, the Google Calendar, and being able to select your calendar, I reached out specifically to the developer on his Slack channel or Slack community and re requested it because I'd emailed him about it before. And he was like, yeah, it's on my to-do list. It just wasn't very high. And, you know, I pleaded with him and he added that integration within two days to be able to, to choose what calendar you're pulling from because it defaults to your main um, or it used to default to your main Google calendar. But for those who are looking for ways to kind of, you know, get a better sense of how much time they're spending on stuff or just getting their day in order, um, I, I would strongly suggest using Pomodoro Tracker. Yay. I know you like you stopped listening. You stopped whatever like ages ago. <laughs> Pomodoro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so, you like totally stopped and walked away, right? Because you like well, got really, really quiet. I was checking Facebook. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because people don't realize it, you know, but like it's some of your portions, they feel like, you know, these are the um the parts of the show where we're actually pushing our sponsors. Yeah, we have no sponsors. I never see any of that money. Right? <laughs> so, you know. Well, um, I mean, you know, I just, I like to share stuff on the show. If I'm excited about something, then I want to share it on the show. So, um, and I'd like to believe that people tune in to listen to me talk too and find me interesting. Well, yeah, I'm sure there are people who like listening to me and then there's people who like listening to you. There are probably people who like tune me out, right? Right, exactly. And Gary's going to talk about Hitler again. <laughs> they wander away, right? Mm -hmm. They come back, they're like, wait, wait, was that some sort of productivity software? Let me sit down. <laughs> you know, they start taking notes, you know? So Well, I told you I wanted to talk about a couple of things that were a little lighter compared to the Nazis before yeah. we jumped into my other uh, Trump tirades later on. Well, in we're, we're going to save that for the end. Right, we are. So mm -hmm. we're, I think we're finished with catching up, right, for the most part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I will say this weekend, um, our family is breaking our self-isolation ban. And it is, so Saturday is my husband's um, 56th birthday. Uh, it is my parent, and also my parents' 40th yeah, wedding anniversary. Huh? I thought Kendrick was 62. No, he is not 62. I mean, he's getting there, but <laughs> he's not yet. Um, so their, his birthday and their anniversary fall on the same day and he'll actually be home 
which is fantastic. Um, and then of course, with my nephew, white chocolate, who is a class is, you know, high school class of uh, 2020, we're like, we can do kind of a combination um, celebration. And so we're going to go over to their house, my parents' house. We got, we've already gotten masks made for us because um, Gwen's mom made us all um, COVID masks, you know, because I'm sure you've seen online everyone who's making them kind of like yeah. some of them out of bandana stuff and then you put the filter in there and stuff. So she made them for us. So the rule, as I um, posted <laughs> to the family, is that, you know, yeah, you, you know, you're welcome to come. And when I say family, it's just my brother, his wife, his daughter, his son um myself and Kay and then of course my parents and my grandmother um we're all gonna meet up and do a cookout and all that fun stuff but everyone has to wear their masks when they're around each other other. I, i guess that too or at least stay six feet away from the people you're not you're um not self quarantined with <laughs> so um and i'm not extremely nervous about it um, but I mean, you know, it is a concern. My father and um, Kay do still work with other people. You know, he's a truck driver. So, you know, they help keep America moving. And, you know, my dad works at the airport on the, he's a uh, basically a field service technician. He's worked in the industry for like eons. He works on the train. So the plane trains, um, the subway system, he's the one who repairs them and keeps them maintained, or he's one of many, obviously. Um, and he's been doing that since probably, I guess, the early 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so they are among, you know, others, um, essential workers that have to be out there. Because even though, you know, the airports are mostly closed, they're not fully closed. And so people still need to get around and all that kind of stuff. But that is the only concern. So like, I even am thinking, I told Case when he gets home, whether it be tomorrow or early Saturday, I said, maybe we need to sell, you know, you need to quarantine in another room for a while <laughs> before we get, you know, around each other. But, mm-hmm. you know, I am concerned that ultimately, if I get it, I think of any, everyone in my immediate family, if I was to get it, I would, it could be something get very catastrophic because I do have asthma. I have pre prediabetes. I have all these, you know, concerns that would certainly make getting something like that, the COVID virus, um, detrimental to my health. So, but I'm willing to take the risk this weekend um, because we haven't all been around each other. We recently did a Zoom happy hour with all of us, but, you know, it feels weird because we all haven't really spent much time in person um, you know, for, for a while. So, you know, I see my mother every day, we have a zoom call every weekday and we do share screens and well, now it's a Slack call. Cause I, anyway, um, but it'll be interesting to just kind of see everybody. Um, I don't know. It's just weird to, that it's even a thing, you know, to, to be like, Oh, I, I'm going to be with other people. <laughs> um so so yeah that's that is truly all that's going on i think with with me yeah it's like uh you know t'challa came over last weekend first time i'd seen him in like three weeks mm-hmm. and um uh you know he's coming back over uh tomorrow for the weekend and um 
when I mentioned it to the ex earlier in the week, you know, when can he come back over? Um, she was like, well, assuming, you know, none of you are showing any symptoms. <laughs> well, on Friday, you know. So, um, she's still showing no symptoms. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't had any that I'm aware of. Um, anytime I think I could possibly be getting something, I know it's probably maybe a cold or something because especially if my sleep sleep cycle is off, which it had been on until fairly recently. So there are moments where because my body was clearly tired and not getting enough rest, it right. you know started up like it was feigning a cold or something. It felt like, oh, maybe something could be coming on. But as long as I got my rest, I was fine. So, I mean, you know, I did preventatively do some pill popping just to be sure. Just to be okay. Just to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this week I've been watching uh, more Superstore. I like it. And um, I was very excited to see that there was a new episode of Tiger King. Um, it, it was all right. It's not that great. I see okay, from- so you did watch it. I haven't you know, obviously Pardon. planned to watch it next week. Um, there's probably not going to be much in there that you haven't already heard, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, and uh, my mom, uh, you know, she's always liked those like revenge uh, laden action films. Mm-hmm. You know, movies of all time are like those Death Wish movies. <laughs> wow, wow, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> so the other night, um, we started watching Rambo Last Blood. Okay, so the fi- supposedly the final of the series. Right. But you know, the first movie was First Blood. Right. right? Um, wow. Terrible? <laughs> harder at this movie than in a movie movie I've seen in a long time. I don't think it was meant to be a comedy, though, right? So well, it's like so over the top. Yeah. The violence. The violence. I mean, he doesn't just kill people. Does he like slaughter them? He'll shoot them in such a way that like their head flies off their body. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and he has these tunnels under his property. Mm-hmm. He leads some bad guys down in there. And he has like all these, you know, traps set. Right. When he's blowing up all these things and they show like above ground. Right. You can't hear the, the gunshots or anything, but all of a sudden like pieces of the earth start blowing up. Right. <laughs> it's like it's oh, whole- wow. <laughs> it's incredible. And uh, at one point, he, like, this dude has, like, this piercing, and he, like, starts pulling it off of him, right? Like, stretching the guy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it it is just so. And, like, when he stabs the bad guy, all right, somewhat spoilers, I guess. (laughs) Stabs the bad guy in the heart, right? Mm -hmm. Not enough. No, he cuts the guy's chest open, yanks out the guy's still beating heart. Oh my gosh. Right? Mm-hmm. This thing was so over the top. Uh, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> well, I, I think I've I had my fill. I mean, it's, it's clearly the series has jumped the shark many many um movies ago. But I mean, I think how many has there been with Rambo? At this point, I think this was the fifth one. Jesus, might have been six. And then at the end, it showed like a montage of scenes from the first movie, as if. And I have to say, the first movie is a good movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yeah, of course I've seen the. Yes, I've seen the original, and 
I'm trying not to confu confuse it with Rocky in terms of in my in my memory, but I know I've seen probably the first two, okay. um, if not I, three. I actually saw the first three, and then I had not seen anything after that. Okay, so I which one is the third movie? That's the one where it's really over the top, where he's like you know shooting down helicopters and carrying around big guns and stuff. Okay, well I probably saw three. I know I've seen one and two. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, I, anyway, you know, for, for fans of the franchise, um, who were craving more, I suppose it makes sense. I mean, it was just a money grab, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, cause like these, these stars are getting older, him, Van Damme, um, Seagal and what is the other one? Oh, the big one I'm missing from that period. Um, Schwarzenegger, Stallone. No, not him the one van with the huh no i already said van damme the one with the mustache my gosh um white guy with the mustache um what um selling no no that's in that class of movie it's is it chuck norris that's it oh yeah yeah i was like why is his name not coming to me um you know but i can understand the individuals from that period um, who are considerably older now that need to get paid. So, you know, they will go back to something that was a sure hit <laughs> for them and do another movie in the franchise and get paid. And, you know, whatever. That's cool. I get it. But, I mean, I when I even saw that was coming out or when I saw it come out, I was like, I have zero interest in watching that movie. So... Yeah. I'm assuming you saw it. It didn't cost you any extra money. So, you know, that was, <laughs> did you guys now, finish the movie you were talking about last week that you like had to pause it several times to come back to it? Yeah, and she was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. That was, that was Spencer. Um, confidential. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I also, uh, I'm very excited. I, I watched the first episode last night, surviving R Kelly, uh, series Season two. Series two. <laughs> To catch us up on all the uh, the pedophilia he's done since then. Oh my god! Um, and of course, you know there there's so many people who, you know, at first they were justified by like you know, well, he there's no proof, mm -hmm. right? That's not necessarily him peeing on that girl in the video, <laughs> right? And all this kind of stuff. And then it was like, well, you know, maybe some of these girls were underage, but you know, their parents shouldn't have let them go off with him. Now, this, oh, okay. Now there's all this evidence. Now it's stuff like, well, you know, he was sexually abused, molested as a child. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about that. But, and, and there's definitely truth to the fact that abused people usually become abusers, right? Right. But I, you cannot just blame yeah. it on that. Well, I, and, when they just use that as a crutch and say, well, it's because he was abused. Okay, but not everyone who was abused turns into an abuser. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, and it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he shouldn't still be put away. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's kind of the whole how much is too much. Yeah, I think he's crossed the too much line <laughs> a long ass time ago. Yeah, my favorite part, and they showed it again last night, and they had showed it in the first one, is when he was interviewed years ago on BET, by this one reporter who, whose face I recognize, but I don't remember his name. And, um, and he asked, it was right after the first trial. Mm -hmm. 
And so R. Kelly, you know, who had been, um, you know, found not guilty, right? And so he goes straight on to BET. And the first question the guy asks, he says, you know, we have to ask this question. We have to address it. R. Kelly, do you like teenage girls? Mm-hmm. And there's this moment where R. Kelly like pauses and he looks at him and his response is, well, how old, how old do you consider teenage girls? <laughs> There's no question about teenage, dumbass. That's his response, right? And then he, then he tries to, like, walk it back and says, well, you know, 19, that's a teenager, right? 18, right. that's right. But come on, when you're well, asked that question. Well, I mean, it, the guilt came when, for one, there was the pause. The fact that he needed to think about that question and then his stupid answer that just because I mean him saying that is like okay well are you looking for us to define for you what the safe age range in teenage is or you know or how no and so I you had texted me obviously to say that you were watching it and I was like I sure as hell didn't watch the first season I'm not watching the second season um I, so here's the thing. I know that like for you, when we talk about like Michael Jackson, you're like, oh yeah, no, he definitely did stuff to kids. I'm still on the fence about him. I'm just like, I don't really know. I'm not saying it couldn't have happened, but. I think you're you're living in a fantasy world. Whatever. All I'm saying though, is that like in his case and others, or even when you talk about somebody like a Kevin Spacey, I don't really, it doesn't change. Like I am able to just, you know, split it between this is them as an actor or artist, whatever. And this is them for real. I I still listen to Michael Jackson music. Yeah, I do too. And I do still have a couple of R. Kelly songs, which I'm like, you know, I don't, I'm fine with, I don't really care, but you know, for me, I think, especially like with R. Kelly, I didn't pay any money for his songs. (laughs) So, so I don't really feel too bad about it. Um, but I think that it's unfortunate that a person like him in the position that he was in, being the star that he was, that I hate that it's, you know, it's a double standard. If anybody else had done that who was not famous, they would have been in jail, period. There wouldn't be any question. That kind of thing has come up too. And some people are saying what you're saying right now, which is that he's gotten off with it because he's, you know, successful. Mm-hmm. They, there are a lot of people in there. Some of the, the parents, for instance, were saying that it, no matter what color R. Kelly was, mm-hmm. he had been doing these things to little white girls. He would have been locked away. Yes. After charge. Yes. I completely agree with that as well. They point out, you know, that, that, Part of it is because the life of young black women is not considered that valuable. Mm-hmm. And the optics of it is, is very different. Yeah. And also they said that the reason why, you know, even though it is obvious, and this goes into the Michael Jackson thing too, is that, and again, I, it sounds terrible for me to be saying this, I'm repeating what they said on the show. <laughs> this is not your opinion. Okay. Right. That, that in black culture, there is such a belief in um penance mm-hmm. and in repenting and getting second and third and fourth chances that you know they don't they don't want to see 
one of their own who has made good brought down. Okay, I can see that. And so they are willing to give him fifth chances, and sixth mm -hmm. chances, and seventh chances, you know. Um, and I get that, but I'm like, it, something as serious as child mm -hmm. abuse, um, yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm like, no, there's no, to me, there is no way to, no, it's, it's a one and done. No, you know, maybe two, depending on the severity of whatever he, the person had done the first time. Right. But no, you don't get multiple and multiple chances on, on stuff like that. No. Mm -mm. So, I mean, I'll, I've never, it's not like for one, R. Kelly wasn't, isn't an artist and wasn't an artist that I followed. His, yeah. his style of music was really not what I generally listened to. I mean, um, because like I believe I can fly song. Yeah, I, I have that song. I, I have the one with him and Celine Dion. Um, and so again, you know, yes, I I self-identify as a mixed person, not necessarily black, not necessarily white, um, but I didn't listen to his stuff. So um, I was not really that interested in him. Why I've shied away from watching the series is because I don't. To me, it's yet another time where a black individual is is the fall person. I mean, he's deservedly the fall person, but when they're painted in, in such a negative light, I'm like, you, that person, R. Kelly, had had the opportunity to bridge gaps and bring people together through his music, whatever else, but instead he took it and he, you know, abused it. He, it just... So I don't like necessarily watching those types of things where it's just preying upon a stereotype or perpetuating a stereotype. I, you know, I'm like, yeah, no. And I just didn't find him interested, interesting enough to, to watch it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I watch all kinds of true crime things. Yeah, I mean, I love true crime. I just, his stuff, no. I mean, I still haven't even watched Finding Neverland um, because I have to be in a mental space to be able to to stomach it because i know that kind of stuff really affects my mood so yeah. so yeah i'm like yeah no no mm -mm. but um so I, I like i said i plan on watching this weekend or next week sometime that final episode of tiger king um this week i have been watching a couple episodes of murdoch mysteries call the midwife and the royal because you know i love british series i love british period pieces i you know, I do now fully subscribe to BritBox. Um, so it is, it has joined my list. I think I pay for three channels on um, Amazon. So I mm. pay for PBS and Acorn TV and now uh, BritBox. I have CBS All Access, Shudder, and one of the others, either Showtime or I think it's Stars. Okay. Yeah, I was, I think I might have to get stars. I watch Outlander and before it, it was Power and Outlander and uh, and Outlander and it was on stars. And I think that Xfinity, like st there was some contract issue. So now um, they carry epics or something. Mm -hmm. um, so I haven't checked on my DVR. Like it had been recording all the stuff for um, Power and Outlander until I guess the contracts fell through. So, I mean, I'm sure I'll have to watch those shows, um, I guess, 
on the internet or something, but I don't know yet if I'll feel like purchasing stars. I just keep seeing on Facebook, they're like, oh, six months for $25 or something, some sort of deal. But unless I have another show on there that I might watch, I may not, you know, I, I don't really, or I may just do the six month deal and then be done with it. I don't know. Right. But I mean, I still love Outlander. I've not started the season yet because Kay and I watched that and we like to binge it. So we were just waiting for things to collect on the DVR. Um, but I'm, I saw on Facebook today, um, someone was saying, you know, that they wanted to know what other people were doing for their cable options because they, their bill apparently went up or something. And, and, and I'm like, how does your, what are you doing to have your bill go up? I mean, outside of, you know, like the promotional deal going away, I'm like, my bill is essentially the very same amount, maybe a penny or two off every single month. And see, for me, mine is, I think I pay, I pay around $230 a month for my um, television stuff, I think. I think it's just the television stuff. No, it's everything except for my cell phones. So it's the TV, it's the cable, it's the home security. All of that is bundled. And then, of course, I do have HBO and Showtime. Um, All that is bundled for like $230 a month. And, you know, I do have like just about any channel you can think about. And then we also have the sports package, the one that is for specifically MLS stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen a shift in my bill, but it is kind of, you know, when I think about it, I, you know, pay the 230 granted that it's got all this other stuff. And then of course I pay for the extra channels on Amazon. Um, I pay for ESPN plus, I guess. Is that, yeah. Is that what it's called? Anyway. So I pay for that one. I did that yearly. I have Disney Plus. I pay for that every three. Well, I got the three-year deal that they did before they, you know, released it. Um, so I still don't think even with that and subtracting out how much of it is really, you know, internet versus home security, um, I'm okay with it. And I know that right now I'm still in a position where I can make some cuts if necessary. Um, I do think that this, well, next month is going to be very hairy for me. Um, one of my, the client who had reduced <laughs> my income by a grand further reduced it. And so, you know, I'm like, I could, I could cover everything still um, with the initial reduction because I was like, okay, well, that $1,000 is technically what I would be putting aside every month for taxes. I'm like, you know, I'm fine with, you know, furthering my tax debt, but um, (laughs) I kind of think about it like my student loans, it's just there, you know, I get it. Um, But I, this month, I'm, this coming month, May is where the concern starts to come in, you know, unless I get like the stimulus check, which I do think is funny that they would call it a stimulus anyway, considering that it's a one-time payment. I'm like, what the the hell are you stimulating? You're tickling something but you're not simulating it um, or graze, you know, brushing against something. But um, I think that if that comes in, I should be okay to get to June. And then if I figure something out pretty much for June, by July, things will lighten up because I think that's around, I think July is the last payment I have on both of our cars. So mm-hmm. then things will be a little bit easier. 
Um, but that that's too also assuming that my other clients don't go into, you know, COVID zone as well. Um, mm -hmm. I've not yet had to do any of the whole, you know, like, oh, let me put my mortgage on hold kind of thing. I haven't had to do any of that stuff yet. So I'm glad that they're there in the event that I need to. But I've been, it's just been essentially business as usual for me since the COVID pandemic started. And I'm just writing it out as long as I can with things as normal as they are or can be until I don't have a choice. So like for you, how is, have you been impacted in any, in any big way yet with? Not really. I mean, you know, one of my jobs, usually they send me the check on like the 10th. I still haven't gotten it for this month. But I, I think, I don't think that's directly related to the COVID thing, you know? Um, I think they're just running late. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, I haven't really been affected by it so far. I mean, I'm still working my 16 jobs. And, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, so speaking of the COVID virus, I, um, well, I'm going to wait. I want you to get your stuff out because yours is lighter than the heavy stuff to come. So what is this about the WWE? Yeah, so the World Wrestling Entertainment, um, they were declared a uh, essential business by the governor of Florida, um, which means they can continue to do their live shows every Monday. Um, Are you not, serious? Yeah, they're not allowed to have the audience there, right? So they're just wrestling, you know, with no fans there. Right. They can continue to have all the wrestlers there and the announcers and stuff uh, because the Florida governor deemed it a essential business that it will help, you know, Americans get through all of this. Okay. Um, the I, very yeah, I can see it. day after this was um, declared, uh, Vince McMahon, who runs WWE, um, laid off dozens and dozens and dozens of uh, wrestlers. Um, he uh, fired them by text message. Okay, that's classy, and that is very much Vince McMahon-esque. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So many of them um, uh, were just let go, you know, because he says they've, you know, they're not bringing in the same amount of revenue right now. And uh, yeah. Vince is one of the um, the handful of people that Trump is counting on to help him, you know, know when is the time to stimulate the economy. Yes. And again, uh, <laughs> Trump and his friends, uh, anyway. They have a long history together. Trump has yes. Stuff in the past. Mm -hmm. I do know that. Um, and then I also wanted to mention that um, you know we both love going to the theaters, and we're both concerned about what you know might be left after uh, all of this. Mm -hmm. Well, Trolls Two, right? Uh, it's apparently set digital streaming and downloading records. Right? Which was I was I was shocked that it would be Trolls 2. Honestly, I've not seen the first one. So, you know, because what is it? Trolls 2 is, is, is the world tour or something like that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I've not seen it. But from what I saw online, they weren't, because it was, um, well, because of the way it is, they didn't release any actual figures on right. the... How many people downloaded it or anything. Right, right. Because this was, again, one of those $20 movies. Right. that you got for 48 hours or whatever right um so i think it, it is interesting um I'm, it makes sense it's a family movie 
<laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. A lot of families stuck at home, brand new family movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I would think that if Onward had debuted in this fashion, I would think you would have been much bigger than Trolls 2, I would assume. Yes, I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, but, because how many years was it between the two of them? The first one and the second Trolls movie. No more than two years, I wouldn't think. Um, I'm looking, because, I mean, that would also play into how well that played, um, was, you know, the, the distance in trying to see i don't see it off um 2020 and then there is trolls from what apparently costs 90 million dollars to make it that seems like a lot box office estimate is based on okay the actual box office when the when it was still you could see it in 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 theaters was apparently 1.9 million but okay. it is, huh? The first movie came out in 2016. Okay, that's what I was getting to, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I get that there is, hmm, you know, think about it. If your kid was six when that one came out, they're now 10. So, um, hmm. And I mean, yeah. I know there are plenty of people who like it. I mean, I, I like many of the voice actors in it, but I just had not gotten around to to seen it i mean i don't i certainly don't discriminate i do watch some family movies in theaters it just wasn't one of them that you know that was of interest enough interest to, to me to um to watch it even though it's music driven which i do like but um yeah. that yeah. is that is interesting um so i mean i i will probably not watch it unless it just you know is forced upon me but um well yeah because i mean i i know i still need to see the first one so i'm thinking that maybe when i can access one and two i just watch them both but i'm i'm still not you know chomping at the bit to go i like, I like <laughs> well i need to watch the first one as if you wouldn't be able to understand the second one. no but i like when things you know i need structure and order and i need to see the first one before well, i see I the second i agree with you you know like sometimes i'll see like anal sluts three is on and i'm like what I the f- <laughs> All right, because I, otherwise I won't understand the plot. Right, because in those cases you definitely need to understand the plot. <laughs> it's pretty. The much- plot is the worst part of the stuff. Like I'm like I mute it or fast forward through that crap. Oh, okay. no, I, yeah, I like the Gonzo stuff where there is no plot. Right, I'm like it doesn't need to have a plot. I don't. I don't I know. Mm-mm. No, I, I can make up plot in my head if I want to watch. I don't it. even need that. I'm like I don't. That's not why I'm watching that kind of stuff. I don't expect them to be actors and have any kind of skill outside of okay, do what you got to do on the screen. <laughs> that's. I'm not gonna go further down into that conversation because there's so much more I could say, but I'm gonna leave that one alone. So I, I would just like to say, um, wow, you have a lot of information to do now. Yeah, but I mean, it's. <laughs> let's start with the economic impact payment stuff so why would you after i took the time to put them in the order that i wanted them to be in then you're just jumping around all right i didn't fine. Know they needed to be in order what 
I didn't realize they there was you know it yeah I put it I always put the stuff in the order that I want to speak about them in that's right, kind of start with Nike okay so yes Nike um, has shifted its focus to turn sneaker materials into face shields for medical workers um, so basically uh, they've been working with um, Oregon Oregon Health and Science University. Uh, and they're going to be using a common, what is now such a very common term, PPE, which is personal protective equipment. Um, they're going to be helping in making some of the full face shields and air purifying respirators, lenses, um, as far as, you know, their help in the COVID-19 epidemic. So I thought that was just really cool, you know, cause I mean, we've been seeing a lot for as much bad as it's that's happened as a result of the COVID um, virus. I think that there's so many really great interest stories that are coming from what people and companies are doing during this time that makes me feel like, you know, humanity has a chance <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I, I, it, it's, it's kind of sad, but I'm kind of like, I'm glad that there's not as much people on the roads and stuff. Cause I'm like, you know, I believe in global warming and, you know, granted that it's not, I don't foresee this being making a huge dent in terms of um, any of the, the greenhouse emissions, because, you know, when things, assuming things return back to normal, they'll have to make up for the time that they were off. So, um, but I'm hoping that as these kinds of things continue to happen, as far as us still having to, you know, shelter at home and that kind of thing, that it's giving people the opportunity to kind of rethink how to re-engage when the time comes. Um, you know, I'm wondering how many companies will start to to shift more towards working from home opportunities rather than going into the, you know, going into an office setting. Um, because I mean, the technology is there to keep things secure, even if you're working offsite. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really cool that Nike was going to be helping out with um, producing these materials. So, yeah. So yeah. See, it wasn't that, it didn't take that long. It wasn't painful, was it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just one part thing, yeah. Whatever. So let's go ahead and jump into the stimulus checks, as you, as you um, call it. So we're, I'm going to skip around a little bit. So I'm going to say, um, just want to say that for everyone who, um, of course, most people are expecting or waiting on some sort of money from the government, the one-time payment. Um, if you haven't already, they've cre this week created a uh, basically a portal for you to be able to check the status of your um, economic impact payment. Uh, if you'll if you go to irs.gov/coronavirus/get-my-payment. Um, you will be able to find you'll it'll ask you to enter in basically your name and your social security information um, to check in my case I when I checked um, I guess a day or two or so ago um, I was shocked that they didn't already have my um, banking information in there so when I logged in it said it needed more information so then it did some verification stuff so I had to put in since I filed my 2019s I, uh, my 2019 taxes, it asks for, of course, your AGI. Um, mm -hmm. It asks you 
um, whether or not you received a refund or owed money on your last taxes that you filed. It asks for the amount if you owed money. Um, I assumed it would ask what refund you got if, because I mean, you know, in my case I owed, so that's all I was looking at. Um, and I think that was mostly it. And then I had to just, it, it was like, yeah, you know, you are eligible. And then it said we were just missing your banking information, which I thought was hilarious because I mean, I pay the IRS every month for bank taxes. <laughs> so um, I was then instructed to put the, you know, my routing number and my account number in. And, and so I'll be getting it um, via direct deposit. So just keeping in mind that you, there are, there's criteria for individuals who are tax filers and for non-filers. So you'll want to go online again to the IRS um, to get that information. And basically, if you go to irs.gov slash coronavirus, it'll come up with some stuff for you to kind of, you know, additional tools and information around the economic impact payment, which, of course, is because of the stimulus that um, the government had voted on. And so you can also see whether or not you have to you need to file a return in order to be eligible for it. Um, for, for most people, if you filed a 2018 or 2019 tax um, return, then you will be eligible assuming you meet the other criteria, which is, you know, you can't, if you're an individual, if you made less than 75000 then you would be eligible for the full 1200 um, I think it changes, you know, it based, if you go over the 75, I, I from what I'd heard, I didn't read anything um, additional on it. What I heard is that they would then give it to you. Um, it would be reduced based on how much you made over the 75,000. Um, in our case, in my mining case case, because we're married, um, you as a couple would have to make less than 150,000, which, you know, we did. Um, so we are eligible and you can go to, to the site to check your um, basically where you are in the process um, once a day. They update the site once a day. So there's no point in you going there multiple times in the day to see if something has been um, updated because they only do a data dump once. So, um, so yeah, it's awesome that they're on the way. I feel like they um, took longer than they should have been, but um, you know, in addition to that, I will say that apparently the stimulus checks will bear Trump's name, which is certainly an unprecedented move. Um, so critics say that the presence of Trump's name on the checks reeks of partisanship in a corner of the government that touches all Americans and has, since the Nixon era, steadfastly stared clear of politics. So after Nixon targeted a wide range of, quote, enemy groups for tax audits, including civil rights groups, reporters, and dominant um, Democrats, Congress enacted laws to ensure that the agency conducts itself apolitically. So it was supposed to essentially be on its own free from political influence. Um, so Trump has repeatedly called the legislation a Trump administration initiative and has placed himself singularly at the center of what the government is doing to help Americans during the corona, um, corona response, taking full credit, which is definitely, as we all know, Trump's style. 
he will take full credit for anything he deems looks really cool or will be you know, well-received, regardless of who actually talked about it first. So the checks to individual taxpayers were not originally Trump's idea, surprise, surprise, mm -hmm. but it was embraced, uh, he embraced it after Senators Josh um, Howley from, he's a Republican from, I guess it was Montana, and um, Mitt Romney, Republican from Utah, had proposed them. So it's, you know, again, it's interesting when Trump wants to, you know, again, make it about him. <laughs> um, additionally, about six months before he faces re-election with the campaign on pause because of the virus, and it, which has prevented him from holding the rallies that are popular with his base, the checks provide Trump with a new form of retail politics. Um, a check provides a touchable bread and butter symbol to taxpayers right in their mailboxes. And the paper checks are scheduled to be issued at a rate of 5 million each week until September, starting with the lowest income taxpayers. So in an article I was reading, you know, they're like, it's very much propaganda-esque because you think about it, the lowest income taxpayers getting something in the mail with Trump's name on it when it's time for them to go vote, what are they going to do? Oh, yeah, the president that's there now gave me money. So, sure, I'll vote for him again. Um, I think that oftentimes lower income individuals are typically those who have hmm, not are not quite as educated. So there is a concern around that. I don't like the fact that he's putting basically his name on the check. I, yeah. You know, it's from the department of treasury. I don't, you know, you don't need to be meddling in this, this, this even getting to where it is as far as there being a stimulus is not about him. It, it was a bipartisan agreement. And, and so I'm like, if you're going to do anything political around it, say it's bipartisan, don't say, well, it's my administration. You just jumped on the bandwagon. You didn't do shit for it. So, again, um, if <laughs> we all know that Latoya is not a Trump person. Um, but I'm, I am saddened to see that he put his name on it. Um, there were reports about how it would further delay the process because basically they would be re, you know, reformatting the way the check is presented. Mm. Um, but you know, I'm not at all surprised that this is another move by Trump. I mean, when Bush put it out in 2008 and did, did the stimulus back then, his name wasn't on the checks. Um, apparently, these checks will still have the civil servant or whoever that works for the Treasury. They'll have those, that person's signature, but it will, in fact, say, you know, uh, Donald J. Trump or something on it. Fortunately, since I am not getting it in paper check, um, I won't have to see it, but I, I do not like the power grab and I don't like um, that it's happening. I, I don't think it should have his, his name on it, his name, signature, anything. I don't think it should have it. Yeah, my mom and I both had to give them our bank information, mm -hmm. um, which I always think is makes no sense to me because both of us we we've had to pay the past few years and right i i haven't taken straight out of my bank account 
Right. And that's what I felt like too, is that you guys have it on file. Cause in my case, it's with TurboTax and I file with TurboTax every year. And like I said, I pay the IRS directly every month. So it's like, I, I was surprised when I saw it. It's like, well, no, I, you shouldn't be asking me this information. You have it. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I didn't care. I just was glad to know that I would not have to wait the extra long time to get it as a paper check. Did you hear what happened to those folks at Augusta? No. Oh, there was a riot yesterday. Really? Why? They filed their taxes early. Mm -hmm. Which I did. They went to those places where they'll give you a loan against your uh, refund. Okay. So a lot of these people, what happens is, is they set it up so that like, let's say it's Barry's tax office. Mm -hmm. So basically what happens is, is I give you like a debit card with your loan amount on it. Right. right? Mm -hmm. Then when your refund comes in, it comes straight to me. Right. Right. So the problem is, is that place in Augusta started receiving everybody's stimulus checks. Oh God. Deposited into the accounts associated with these tax returns. Right. And of course, a lot of people were really pissed off. They're like, I want my $1,200. Right. I mean, rightfully um, so, of course. Yeah. And so some people were like, you know, surely the treasury should have noticed a large number of these things going to the same bank account. I don't think they do those types of quality checks and certainly yeah, not now with quality. things being the way they've been. No. Yeah. I'm not surprised that it was missed. Yeah. So, and yeah. yeah, I mean, but, and I think, and most people wouldn't even really think about it because for one, before COVID, as people started to prepare to file their taxes and stuff, it felt like an, a regular tax year. So if you filed early and you were using that mechanism, you know, where you're going to basically have them pay Barry's tax services versus getting it directly in their bank accounts. Yeah. Ordinarily there wouldn't be an issue, but the fact that they've now layered it with the stimulus and are using the information from your tax returns and where you're going to be getting payment, that kind of thing. Yeah. I can, I can understand the mass hysteria that would ensue because yeah, you would normally think, well, I'm going to get that money myself. I'm not going to get it sent to, you know, Barry's tax service. Right. So that, I mean, that is unfortunate. Um, you know, so as of today, I'm still waiting on, on mine and so is my parents um i think my brother got his which was weird because i'm like i think i thought they filed right after me like the week after so mm -hmm. it was just weird that he did um but so yeah most of us in my inner circle family have not received um received it yet but now that there's the website to go to again that is irs.gov slash corona slash get um, dash my dash payment, then you will find out what information, basically what information they need or what the status is of your uh, economic impact payment. Um, so if you've not yet even um, bothered to think about it, please do and look to see if, because I mean, I was on the impression they were just going to, I was just waiting for the deposit. Please log on and look because you may like in my case and Barry's had to actually provide the extra information for the banking stuff. So 
So yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it didn't tell me, it doesn't say on their FAQs how long it takes after that point. But right. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, at least I'm in the queue now <laughs> to get the payments. So, um, so another piece of basically the stimulus um, package affected um, basically small business owners. And so today, many small business owners, including myself, were um, surprised by the headline that Small Business Rescue Loan Program hits $349 billion limit and is now out of money. Yeah. Um, the program opened up to individuals on April 3rd. And I filed, I applied on the 6th because the 3rd, I believe, is a, was a Friday. And I did it the 6th, which was that following Monday. And um, so in my case, I, I don't even know if I'm a part of that 349 billion limit because I submitted the, so for the individuals who have gone through this process or, well, yeah, have, because at this point, I think they've stopped accepting, accepting applications. Um, you fill out your application, you do that through your, basically your local bank. For many of us, and this impacts these individuals more so than others who have a, biz, a Bank of America account or a Wells Fargo account, two of the largest banks in the United States, we're a part of the group that the process has basically gone to an almost halt. They've not, I mean, again, these are just huge banks. So um, I'm sure there are many thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who have submitted the information. Um, I submitted it on the 6th. Um, it accepted the application through uh, um, Bank of America's portal. And then um, a day later, a day or two later, I got the information to say, okay, you need to upload these documents. Um, they're not being administered directly through the local banks. So it was a different service that they then had that you uploaded the documents to. Um, and then this, this week I got, um, well, yeah, I got a phone call verifying that I'd uploaded all of my stuff, which I'm like, uh, yeah, if you looked, you'd see it. Um, and then I just had to verify again my, I had to log into my bank because when you initially fill out the, the form, it, um, because it's done through the bank, it asked you which account you wanted it deposited in. Well, I had to go back in and basically log into my bank account, re-verify my business information. Um, and then from there, apparently they send it on to the SBA, the Small Business Association or administration. And um, you know, that's whatever, that's how it's supposed to work. But getting the news today that they're out of money. And again, I don't know the status of, well, was mine already a part of that 349 billion or was it not, you know, it, it, you know, I, I guess we'll see what happens. The issues I have, obviously, is that, again, the stuff always gets political and it always becomes a partisan issue. So, Senate Democrats last week blocked a move by major, uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to push through an additional $250 billion for the program. Well, because the Democrats, since the Democrats, Democrats blocked it, then Republicans turned around and later rejected the Democrats' proposal that sought for the, 250, the additional $250 billion in funds that were, in their case, specifically earmarked for small businesses, hospitals, states, and food assistance programs. Mm -hmm. 
So I have yet to understand, and this is why I'll never be in politics, that if they're in the office to support the people and we're in a crisis situation, I do not give a fuck what party you're, you know, you're a part of. I don't care about party lines. I don't care about any of that stuff. You need to be doing what's necessary for the good of the people you represent. And in crisis situations, the good of all Americans. And so these, this politics stuff that gets in the way of things getting done is frustrating. So I'm just going to have to sit around and wait to see what happens, as will many other small businesses. Um, you know, again, the frustration being that I believe about small businesses make up about 47% of the United States economy. And so obviously something like a coronavirus would hit very hard for people who are self-employed or small business. And the time it's taking for Congress to figure out what they're doing, it just, it, it makes no sense. I mean, I know that they had to rush this program out. So even midstream, there have been changes to the program. But, um, but yeah, I just feel like they're being counterintuitive as usual. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be waiting for that money. I assume it's going to come because like I said, even the criteria for, because it's called the, pay the Paycheck Protection Program. Um, however, in the information that's on like the application and stuff, it's not very clear. It doesn't say whether it's just the, the if, whether it's the income that you get paid from your business or if it's just the income you pay others. So when I submitted my application, I included what I usually take as a paycheck as well as what I pay my mom because she, you know, is basically a subcontractor for me. Um, and then they have a formula that you have to do to, you know, come up with the amount that you'd be asking for. Um, but, but yeah, um, I have yet to see anyone that I know um, receive any of um, those funds. I mean, I primarily work with small businesses. <laughs> um, and everyone is just waiting. So I do think it's very interesting that they managed to blow through 349 million already. Yeah. I heard there was just, I mean, there's all kinds of problems with the rollout and everything. Yeah, because it was a very last minute thing and there was no, there, you know, there wasn't um, the regulation around it that you, you know, that under norm, normal circumstances you would have time to work through in this case it was like you know kind of you know that was stamped okay this is you know here's this is how much money is available and they were everybody was rushing to figure out well how do we get this done so i don't know if there was really that much in the way or how the vetting process has worked since it was handled initially by the banks um it's just it's it's a mess um, I will say that I'm not super, super stressed right now because, again, of the opportunities because of the COVID virus as far as, you know, if I need to reach out to my um, mortgage company and say, look, that's not happening, um, they, you know, they can, I can defer it. I can also, with Bank of America, I think I can defer um, credit card payments and stuff through them. I have my business credit card through them. But, again, I've not done anything differently because I, you know, was hopeful that um, with the, all this talk of money that people would actually be seeing it, 
<laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. But I am um, certainly not a, a Trump lover, never will be. Well, okay, I enjoyed him as a, on The the Apprentice. I loved watching that show. I loved him being on that show. Um, but I, he is not a Ronald Reagan. Um, I don't see how that all translated to him being president. But I think that he needs to stop worrying about having his name on stuff because Trump has that ego complex or whatever that he feels he has to put his name on everything. Um, I think at this point it should be go even beyond politics and that the regular infighting and that whatever happens in, <laughs> in, in Congress, that that stuff would be put to the side for the better good. And, you know, because here's the thing, I'm sure they're getting paid, oh, Congress sure. is, um, and I don't know if they ever change the rules, but the thing is, is once you've served in Congress, even if you served a day, you will have lifetime health insurance benefits. And, you know, so I feel like in so many ways, Congress is, is even detached further from the regular Americans because they're, they're secure. You know, they have stuff in place to make their lives not quite so difficult. And regular people have to suffer the consequences. So, you've been super quiet. I know. I mean, I don't, you're much more into the business side of this than I am. So. Well, but I mean, it's all under the stimulus um, umbrella um, because it was that pot of money, the what is it? Two point whatever trillion, whatever it was. I'm mean, um, going to be glad when I get my twelve hundred dollars, but twelve hundred dollars is not enough to really stimulate the economy. No, it's not. The fact that we've had to wait for it, and the fact that it's a single payment. Yep. It yeah, I'm like most people's household expenses in a month is going to be more than twelve hundred dollars, and so you know, it's a one-time payment. But again, if we did not have these additional things in place as far as being able to put your mortgage on hold, um, being able to defer credit card payments, it would make it a lot worse. Um, so I appreciate the stopgap because otherwise, you know, it's like, well, hell, if, you know, people start defaulting on mortgages, who the hell was going to kick them out of their houses? <laughs> you know? So, um, but it, I mean, I can see how it would be a very frustrating time for everyone. Um, but as a whole, I don't think about it consist, you know, continually. It doesn't like weigh me down. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, can I do anything about it? No. Okay. So let me focus on something that I can do something about. Yeah. So this is our final episode of the season. Right. So what, what made it special? So the thing that you were waiting for that you're like, Oh, what am I going to do? I made it the LaToya show. Okay. So <laughs> cause I couldn't think of anything else to do. Um, that was going to be like, Oh, jaw dropping or anything. <laughs> so when do we come back? I, I don't know. Um, I would say, what do you think? I mean, you know, I don't know if people are going to have a, an actual opinion about it, but well, normally, I think last time we took two weeks off. Yeah, we generally take two weeks off. So that would take us through April 30th. Maybe we'll come back the first week in May. So that would be May 7th, 2020? Yeah. Okay. That is fine by me. Um, 
And, so you know, I still haven't heard from Allie uh, Fox. So has I he been active on Facebook? I haven't seen him lately. He was all over the place. And I, he may have gotten banned. Really? I saw him popping up in lots of places making very rude jokes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I haven't. I had not looked to see if um, he had even posted recently on, on. Um, yeah, he was making like nine eleven jokes and other kinds of things. And it's like, I don't know if this is the right part of the country to be doing this, but. Um. Let me see. I still see his page. So the last post was on March twenty eighth, and someone posted how's Facebook jail, and they were laughing. So. Yeah. See? Um, <laughs> um so yeah he there has been no update since the his last actual update was march 25th yeah but he still hasn't even looked at the the messenger's message i sent him so. it could be that he was blocked out of even that yeah possibly but maybe we'll find somebody else to to be on and be funny Maybe, but yeah, we will. So we'll be taking our two week break and return May 7th, 2020. Maybe return much richer. Maybe, maybe. Um, and you know, there is a chance that we could even come back sooner, depending on, you know, if, if the world is about to end or something, we'd certainly want to do a final episode. <laughs> um, so if there's something major, catastrophic, life changing to, to occur, we may return early. But until May 7th, then. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Stay safe. Yes. Stay safe. Stay self-quarantined. And do what. Dams when going down on people you don't know that well. Oh, my God. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.